welcome to the Enterprise Monkey Show. You're with your host Brandon Burns and Amir Katub. Just at the top of this, we'd like to take the opportunity to welcome everyone who's listening out there and watching. And also, don't forget that if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to get in touch with us, email at office at enterprisemonkey.com.au. So another amazing episode coming up now with a special guest. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you on the other side. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Enterprise Monkey Show with Brandon Burns and Amir Katab. How are you, Amir? Good, good. Very good. How are yeah, you? I'm awesome, mate. It's great to have you back for another episode. We've got a jam-packed episode today for all of our listeners and viewers. Today, we're going to talk about a really important topic for startups to consider when getting on their journey for building and developing and executing their applications. So without further ado, I'm going to announce our topic, and Amir is going to help me explain the journey here and exactly what's involved. So hello to everyone listening on uh, Spot, um, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn and iTunes. Don't forget to review us. And those of you watching on YouTube, welcome back. It's good to have you and, and hope, you, hope you're well out there in uh, online land. All right, guys, our episode today is, drum roll please. Da, 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 da. And anticlimax, wrong keypad. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the topic is, I have this million dollar idea for an app. An amazing app. So what next? Mate, there are <laughs> 4.2 million apps on the App Store. You're Why, kidding me. Yeah, there Just are. on the iTunes App Store? Uh, on iTunes and Google Play Store combined. So there are 2.2 on App Store and, yes. and two on the Google Play Store. So it's like 4.2 million apps out there. All and right. 95% of those apps are zombie apps, which means they never make any money. They are not installed. They are not even found on apps like App Store searches. So, uh-huh. which means there are 95% people who actually wasted their money and time and efforts and a lot of things creating these applications. Well, so awesome. if you have got a million dollar app, app idea, all you need to think about, about is, are you really solving a problem through, through that application? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So with a sheer volume, like a massive amount of apps out there in the marketplace, how are you going to stand out? And what you're saying is, how much of a big problem are you solving? Absolutely, because okay. people think that making applications is easier and it's easy to make money through the application. Gotcha. But it's a very, very competitive market. And unless you understand your niche, understand your customers, and understand what problem you are exactly solving through your application or what needs you are serving through that application, whether it's a game, it's a, it's a transport app, it's a, it's a hospitality app, whatever industry you are in, what problem specifically are you trying to solve would actually matter and, and make your app stand out from everything else. Perfect. All right, I'm going to hold you right there, Amir. This is great stuff. We're going to get right into it. But a very quick question. On average, and this is really important for people listening and watching, on average, how many apps do we all store and access and use regularly on our smartphones? So there was a research done on uh, identifying how many apps a person stores on their mobile phone, and it's generally 26 apps on every person's app store. That's it? That's it, yeah. Because 26 apps. Okay, well, that sounds about right. I feel like yeah, I wouldn't... Oh, I don't think I'd have that many apps on my phone, actually. Absolutely, because your phone comes up with a limited space, limited battery, limited bandwidth, and that's why a person is restricted and very choosy when it, when it comes to installing the application, but also keeping those apps on their phone. Okay, so not only are we competing with 4.2 million apps, 
but we're also competing with people's attention that doesn't really go beyond about 26 apps in total. And let's not forget that some of the main apps that would be on someone's phone are Facebook, Instagram, Google Maps. WhatsApp. Correct. Okay, so, all right, so we've got a million-dollar idea for an app. So we've just woken up in the middle of the night and we're like, oh, my God, I have the most amazing idea. This needs to be an app. So talk me through the very, very first step. What's coming to my mind is, is it putting a plan in place? Is it understanding how you're going to make money out of this app? Or is it a step before that and is it understanding whether an app similar already exists? Right. So the first step when you are thinking about an app business or app startup is to actually think about the business model. Mm-hmm. So uh, Eric Reese and, 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 and Steve Blank has, have put together a, a model called Business Model Canvas. Okay, hang on. Canvas. So Eric Reese spelt... R-I-E-S. Is it? Yep. Yes, and Jeff. Oh, so it's Steve Blank. Steve Blank, sorry. And it's called Business Model Canvas yep. is the book. Yep. All right, uh, check that out. So it's basically a tool. So yes. Steve Blank is the founder of the whole Lean Startup methodology. Gotcha. Where he actually developed a process of how to go about your startup. Yep. And Eric Reese is, the, is one of the students of Steve Blank who actually went and created a canvas or a tool for people to... F- it's a one-page... Uh, business plan uh, model Mm -hmm. which takes away from you know when we used to study business there were like 30 40 page business plans you don't need that anymore you need that one page business plan you need to fill that out and you put in all your hypothesis in in it okay all right so what you're saying is it's actually not that daunting to understand pretty quickly yeah whether an app is going to be uh, worthwhile and, and is going to serve a purpose and, and is going to be um, a success. So just talk me through quickly, is there a template available online that people can readily find for this business model canvas, this one pager? Absolutely. So it's called the business model canvas yep. or lean canvas. And it's also, we have provided a link of that on our website as well. Okay, so we're going to share a link to that on this podcast so that those of you watching can readily access that. Yep. How long does it take to fill out and to understand if your app's going to be, you know, a hit. So this uh, this business model canvas is a living document. Yes. So you can actually sit and fill it out in one to two hours. But what you do is you don't need a rigorous research on the start of it. You start by writing your hypothesis on it and then you test it as you go forward. Okay. So even the startups that are in like two years, three years, four years down the track, they have this business model canvas as a living document and they update it every week. Great. Because at the epicenter of that business model lies a question, which is the most important question that you need to ask about your app, which is what value proposition it is providing to your customers. Okay. So who, who are your customers? And not everyone can be your customer. So who are your customers and what problem are you solving for them? Or what value proposition are you providing to, to those customers. Okay, so the really good point you raised there is, and look, we've all we've all heard of this concept. It's it's nothing new. However, it does ring true, and that is, you know, are you a painkiller or are you a vitamin? Absolutely. So for those those watching, you probably understand the concept. We'll just reiterate. So a painkiller is someone who is coming up with an idea or a solution to a problem that's taking away pain, whether it be convenience, whether it be expense, or whether it be just sheer inability to do something as easily as someone may wish a vitamin on the other hand is a value add so i guess to a degree it's a less appealing proposition to add value in a scenario however there's still a market for it so what i'm going to ask you amir is can you give people listening and watching an example of 
an excellent startup or app product that's a really good painkiller and on the other hand an excellent value-add vitamin style app absolutely yeah Yeah. so like the 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 absolute painkillers is Everyone gives this example, but it's my favorite example again. Uber is an excellent example of a painkiller. What's the pain that's been eroded? Well, you know, we all remember the times when we when we when we had to call taxi. We had to sort of call the the, yeah. the taxi company. We might not wait get online. through on the phone. Oh, we might get message back. We absolutely. might not get picked up at all. Yeah, it and was, then we have no say over the price. No. It was okay. really painful process, whereas Uber actually transformed the whole industry by yes. allowing and empowering you to actually get. The, the 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 taxi whenever you need yes. but also empowering people to earn extra income while they are working on different jobs which means okay it's so it's almost a painkiller and a value add because it's killed the pain of inconvenience of not being able to get a cab yes. but then it's also empowered and added value to individuals who may wish to earn additional income from driving an uber yeah in their spare time okay cool so talk to me about a startup or an app that's more of a value add of vitamin yeah so like if you think about some of the great startups, they like p- some people might see them as a value add or a vitamin. But f- from my perspective, if any startup can only be successful if it's a painkiller. Mm-hmm. So f- a good example uh, is a is a technology company uh, called Atlassian that sort of developed a tool. Atlassian. Yep, Atlassian. So that's, yep. Australian, uh, that's an Australian yeah. company. Mike it's Cannon a, Brooks. Yeah. Yes, yep. and and it's. A, uh, unicorn so it's a it's a billion dollar company uh, mm-hmm. and so they started by solving an issue or, or a problem for the developers which is they yes. were not able to manage their projects easily but so some people could see it as a is a vitamin or or, or or a value add but it was a huge huge problem for the developers and as soon as developers found that there's a tool that exists they started sharing it and spreading it into the, the community and this tool is tool is called uh, Jira do we use that in our business? Yes, we do. Unreal. Yeah, yeah, All right. So, yeah. okay. So that's a that's a, a, a vitamin style. So yeah. basically, what we're getting at there is, no matter what your startup yeah. or your idea is, you must be solving a problem right. or improving the experience of people that are currently trying to do something in their day to day life or in business that can be done better. That's right. All right. Yeah. So we've got our million dollar app idea. Yeah. We've established that the first thing to do is to understand in one page how this business is going to look and whether it's going to address the key things around solving a problem. Right. Okay. So what's the second step you need to take next after you've had your idea and you've completed your business model canvas? Absolutely. So the second step that you don't need to take and then you shouldn't be taking is to spend all your life's earning and saving in developing an app, a fully fledged app developed. Okay, so you're saying this is not the next no. step, but this is something that a lot of people do take as the next step. I see a lot of people doing it all okay. the time. I've yep. got an excellent app idea. They hire an app developer and like spend thousands and thousands of dollars in yes. developing an app, de- okay. getting an app developed. So what's the alternative? So alternative is to think uh, about it is from a, a, an MVP perspective. MVP is basically a minimum viable product, mm-hmm. something that you can develop cheaply, easily, and quickly, something that's unfinished that allows you to test your product in the market. Because what happens is no matter what you are going to build, as soon as you put it out in the market, it's your business model is going to crash because you will see a lot of market forces, market changes, market feedback where you need to alter the application. So instead of 
thinking that this is how my app is going to work and just putting it out to the people. What we need to do is develop a small minimum viable product, put it out to the market, and then take their feedback and then develop the further application according to their feedback, which means you develop okay. it with the customers, yes. not for the customers. Okay, so an example of that is you don't develop the entire app, rather you develop potentially the most uh, important feature that you might think would be relevant to the market when releasing. So an example with Uber could be they may have launched initially with just the ride-sharing ability, uh, sorry, not the ride-sharing ability, just the ability to book someone to come and pick you up and drive you somewhere. Yep, definitely. But they may not have they may not have released the features with regards to ride sharing or the ability for Uber Eats and people to be able to order takeaway food and then integrate with a restaurant and that type of thing, yeah? Absolutely. So they let the market drive the demand for the, the next most important feature. Yeah. Okay, but obviously with that comes um, the notion that you are embarking upon developing a, a part of your app yep. and you are embarking upon making your app workable. So I think what's important to come out of that point there is set a goal for an MVP. So set a goal for one particular feature of your app to be live and functional and usable so that you can have something rather than saying, I want to build this million dollar app that's going to cost me $2 million to build and you never finish it. Absolutely. Okay. Because one of the other notion that a lot of business people have is before embarking on a startup journey, I need to do a lot of research. So you definitely need to do some desk research, but again, any amount of desk research is not sufficient to validate an idea. Yes. To be able to validate an idea, you need a small minimum viable product that you can put out to the market and mm -hmm. test. Yes. So, which means that you shouldn't be spending huge amount of money in just doing the research and doing the market research. Yes. Instead of that, spend that money in developing something as simple as a landing page run some Google AdWords and test this concept in the okay. market. So what you're saying is with your with your app idea, before you spend too much money on developing a massive application, you want to see if there's actually an interest and an appetite in the market for your product and your idea. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. On the other side of that, what I wanted to ask you is the, the advantage of launching with an MVP, does that also help with attracting investment so does it mean that you can get to market quicker with an application that's live and working with a particular feature and an investor can see that not only have you got an app that's working and is live but also we can see if people are participating and interacting and downloading the app and using it and finding value in it absolutely okay. so if you go to an investor and ask for investment like if you go with a very cool pitch and you've got an amazing idea and you go to invest and you ask for an investment pre-mvp which means we don't have any uh, minimum viable product to show to them yep. your valuation would be probably especially in like in australia would be spending somewhere around half a million or or or, or around that but if you are able to develop a minimum viable product by spending 10 to twenty thousand dollars and and you put it out to the market and then you go to the investors, you can expect an investment at a valuation of 1 million or more. So you see that huge jump and leap in the valuation that you get for your startup okay. if you are going after a minimum viable product for investment. Okay, so for startups and entrepreneurs listening, and this isn't discounting people who may wish to invest their own capital into the app and, and, and do it um, full on, which is totally fine, but... Um, what you're saying there, I think, is that it's much more attractive to someone 
who's wishing to invest in your business, if they're investing in something that's already live and working, rather than a founder coming to them and saying, please give me money to finish my app. Absolutely. That's okay, fine. all right, yeah. good. So and apart from that, a point on the people that have money, like have huge savings to develop an application as well. While you are developing an application, it's an iterative long process and then you have to spend money on the marketing as well. So it's important to think about a funding strategy, even if you have money to fund the development of the application, because you are going to need that money at some stage. So whenever you are thinking of a startup, thinking of an app idea, Think about the investors because getting the investment is not only a good exercise to get the money, but also a good exercise to have the expertise on board, have someone to actually be able to vet your ideas and help you okay, move perfect. forward. Yep, excellent. So what you're saying is the quicker you can entice someone to not only invest in your business, but yep. also to mentor you and to help steer you along a path that maybe they've already experienced yep. is key. Absolutely. All right. So from this, I'm taking that we've got at least three juicy points to consider about what to do next once you have an idea for your app. Amir, are there any closing thoughts or final things to consider as a next step when you have an app idea that we maybe haven't covered just yet? Uh, I would probably say, again, business model canvas is the key because it's uh, an exercise in itself. It covers the research and everything. So do that. And before doing that, uh, talk to your potential customers. Yes. Like if you think this is going to solve a problem, just go and talk. if you're going to develop an app for the teachers, at least talk to five or 10 teachers. Yes. Look into their eyes and, and when, when you talk about the problem and the idea, see their people dilate. Yes, get the feedback. Get the yeah, feedback. Workshop the idea. All right, so that brings me to the next point and this is yeah. a bit of a shameful plug, but I must mention it because it's something we've implemented recently for our clients and our prospects and it works an absolute treat. So for those of you out there may be considering making a move and getting started on your app, and perhaps you want to talk to myself, Amir, Enterprise Monkey about that idea, we strongly recommend as a first step a two-hour workshop. Now, Absolutely. what this involves is a business canvas, competitor research and analysis, scoping work with you to understand how you're going to monetize your app, your business, who are your main competitors, how is this going to be scalable, and is the offering and the solution um, of solving a problem enticing enough to people to say yes i want to i want to use this i want to download this app i want to i want to have it on my my smartphone so for those of you listening and watching it does sound like a shameless plug but we we do this with each of our clients because it just works a treat we believe in it so much that we actually hang our hat on the fact that if you do the workshop with us we actually credit the amount that the workshop costs back off your app development build if you choose to progress with us. It's just we believe in that step of the process so much because it saves you, um, the entrepreneur, the startup who wants to focus on delivering a great product, it saves you the hassle of embarking upon this journey blind and Absolutely, not knowing. Yeah. And before you know it, you spent thousands of dollars with a developer and you're never sure when your project's going to be completed and finished. So we can't recommend that highly enough. So if you want to find out more about the workshop, Get in touch with us. We'll have a similar conversation like we have now. We'll spend two hours with you and give you a, 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 a summarized uh, strategy for how you can uh, build your app moving forward and most importantly, turn it into a proper business You know that's scalable. So um, that was our episode on I have a million dollar idea for an app and what next? Um, any questions, please send them through. We're more than happy to speak with you offline and... Um, any suggestions for other topics and other episodes, you're more than welcome. But for now, that's uh, Brandon and Amir on the Enterprise Monkey Show, and we'll see you all on the next episode. Bye now.
And thanks for joining us for another amazing episode on the Enterprise Monkey Show with Brandon Burns and Amir Katub. Until next week, guys, we hope you've enjoyed. And if you want to get in touch, you can visit us on social media, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can reach out to us with some of your amazing content ideas or perhaps a special guest, may even be yourself that wishes to appear on the show. You can reach out to us at office at enterprisemonkey.com.au. Don't forget to rate and review us on the iTunes Store, Spotify, and Stitcher. And we'll see you all on the next episode.